go loopy loo. Here we go loopy light. Here we go loopy loo. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Loopy with Loopy's Lullabies podcast. I'm here again today to continue a little bit more in that delightful book I was talking to you about, Before the Coffee Gets Cold, by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. Hope I um, pronounced them correctly. Anyway, we were talking about the first uh, section in the book, which was the story about the lovers. And I will continue on with this particular one. It's quite lengthy, so I won't finish it all today. However, let's go. On hearing Fumiko's explanation, the woman in curlers said, I see. Actually, she didn't see at all. She was just following up with the appropriate response. Her name was Yeiko Hirai, one of the cafe regulars. She had just turned 30 and run a nearby snack or hostess bar. She always came in for a cup of coffee before work. Her curlers were in again, but today she was wearing a revealing yellow tube top, a bright red miniskirt and vivid purple leggings. Hirai was sitting cross-legged on the counter chair while listening to Fumiko. It was one week ago. You remember, don't you? Fumiko stood up and directed her attention across the counter to the waitress. Hmm, yeah, the waitress answered uneasily, not looking at Fumiko's face. The waitress's name was Kazu Tokita. Kazu was a cousin of the proprietor. She was waitressing there while attending Tokyo University of the Arts. She had quite a pretty face, a pale complexion and narrow almond-shaped eyes. Yet her features were... It was the type of face that if you glance at it, closed your eyes and then tried to remember what you saw, nothing would come to mind. In a world word, she was inconspicuous. She had no presence. She didn't have many friends either. Not that she worried about it. Kazoo was a sort of person who found interpersonal relationships rather tedious. So, what about him? Where is he now? Here I asked, playing with the cup in her hand, not seeming very interested. America, Fumiko said, puffing out her cheeks. So, your boyfriend chose work then? Here I had a gift for getting to the heart of the matter. No, that's not right, Fumiko protested. Eh, but that is right, isn't it? He went to America, didn't he? Here I said. She was having a hard time understanding Fumiko. Didn't you understand when I explained, Fumiko said vehemently. What bit? I wanted to scream out, don't go, but I was too proud. Not many women would admit that. Here I leant back with a snicker, slipped off balance and nearly fell off the chair. Fumiko ignored Hirai's reaction. You understood right, she said, looking for support from Kazu. Kazu feigned a moment's contemplation. Basically, you're saying you didn't want him to go to America, right? Kazu was also one who got straight to the point. Well, basically, I guess, no, I didn't. But you're a difficult one to understand here, I said jovially, after seeing that Fumiko was struggling to reply. If Hirai had been in Fumiko's place, she would have just broken down in tears. Don't go, she would have screamed. Of course they would have been crocodile tears. Tears are a women's we- woman's weapon. That was Hirai's philosophy. Fumiko turned to Kazu at the middle of the counter. Her eyes were glistening. Anyway, I want to transport I want you to transport me back to that day, that day a week ago, she pleaded, totally straight faced. Hirai was first to respond to the lunacy of requesting to be sent back to one week ago. Back in time, she says, she looked at Kazu with raised eyebrows. Looking uncomfortable, Kazu simply muttered, 
oh, and didn't add anything further. Several years had passed since the cafe had its moment of fame in the light of an urban legend that claimed it could transport people back to the past. Uninterested in that sort of thing, Fumiko had allowed it to fade from her memory. Visiting a week ago was complete happenance. Uh, last night she had watched a variety programme on TV. In the introduction, the, the host spoke about urban legends, and like a bolt of lightning striking inside her head, she remembered the café. The café that transports you back in time. It was an incomplete memory, but she remembered that key phrase clearly. If I return to the past, I might be able to set things right. I might be able to have a conversation with Goro once more. She replayed this fanciful wish over and over in her mind. She became obsessed and lost any ability to make a level-headed judgment. The next morning she went to work, completely forgetting to eat breakfast. There her mind was not on her job. She sat there, obsessed with the passing time. I just want to make sure. She wanted to find out either way as soon as possible, and not a second later. Her day at work was a long string of careless mistakes. So sporadic was her attention that a colleague asked if she was okay. By the end of the day, she had reached peak scatterbrain. It took her 30 minutes to get from her company to the cafe by train. She pretty much ran the last stretch from the station. Entering the cafe, she became quite breathless. She walked up to Kazu. Please, tend me back to the past, she pleaded before Kazu even finished saying her usual hello, welcome. Her animated gestures had continued in that vein until she had finished her explanation. But now, looking at the reaction of the two women, she felt ill at ease. Her eye just continued to stare at her with a large smirk on her face while Kazoo wore a deadpan expression and avoided all eye contact. If it was true about going back in time, I guess the place would be thronging with people, Fumiko thought to herself. But the only people in this cafe were the woman in the white dress, the man with his travel magazine, and Hirai and Kazoo, the same faces that were here a week ago. It's possible to go back, right? she said uneasily. It may have been prudent to begin with this question, but it was pointless to realise this now. Well, is it or not? she asked, staring directly at Kazu on the other side of the counter. Hmm, ah, Kazu said. Fumiko's eyes again lit up. She was not hearing a no. An air of excitement started to surround her. Please send me back. She pleaded so energetically that she seemed about to leap over the counter. You want to go back and do what? asked Hirai coolly between sips of her tepid coffee. I'd make amends. Her face was serious. I see, said Hirai with a shrug. Please, she spoke louder. The word reverberated throughout the cafe. It was only recently that the idea of Gor marrying Goro had occurred to her. She was turning 28 this year and she had been interrogated on many occasions by her persistent parents. Still not thinking of marriage? Haven't you met any nice men? And so forth. Her parents' nagging had grown more intense since her 25-year-old sister got married the year before. Now it reached the point where she was receiving weekly emails. Aside from her younger sister, Fumiko also had a 23-year-old brother. He had married a girl from their hometown following a surprise pregnancy, leaving only Fumiko single. Fumiko felt no rush, but after her little sister got married, her mindset had changed just a little. She had started to think getting married might be okay if it was to Goro. Here I plucked a cigarette from her leopard print pouch. Perhaps you'd best explain it to her properly, don't you think, she said in her business-like manner while lighting it.
It seems like I should, Kazu replied in her toneless voice, as she walked around the counter and stood before Fumiko. She looked at her with a soft kindness in her eyes, and as if she were consoling a crying child. Look, I want you to listen, and listen carefully, okay? What? Fumiko's body tensed up. You can go back, it's true, you can go back, but... But? But when you go back, no matter how hard you try, the present won't change. The present won't change? This was something Fumiko was totally unprepared for. Something she couldn't take in. Eh? She said without thinking. Kazu calmly continued explaining. Even if you go back to the past and tell your mm, boyfriend, you who went to America, how you feel, even if I tell him how I feel, the present won't change. What? Not wanting to hear, Fumiko desperately covered her ears, but Kazu casually went on to say the words that she least wanted to hear. It won't change the fact that he's gone to America. A trembling sensation swept through her entire body. Yet, with what seemed like a ruthless disregard for her feelings, Kazu continued with her explanation. Even if you return to the past, reveal your feelings and ask him not to go, it won't change the present. Fumiko reacted impulsively to Kazu's hard, cold, hard words. That sort of defeats the, po the purpose, don't you think, she said defiantly. Easy now, let's not shoot the messenger, Hirai said. She took a drag of her cigarette and seemed unsurprised by Fumiko's reaction. Why, Fumiko asked Kazu, her eyes begging for answers. Why? I'll tell you why, Kazu began. Because that's the rule. There tends to be, in any movie or novel about time travel, some rule saying, don't go meddling in anything that's going to change the present. For example, going back and preventing your parents marrying or meeting would erase the circumstances of your birth and cause your present self to vanish. This had been standard state of affairs in most time travel stories that Fumiko knew, so she, so she believed in the rule. If you change the past, you do not change the present. You do change the present. On that basis, she wanted to return to the past and have the chance to do it afresh. Alas, it was a dream that was not to be. She wanted a convincing explanation as to why this unbelievable rule existed, that there is nothing you can do while in the past that will change the present. The only explanation Kazu would give was to say, because that's the rule. Was she trying to tease her in a friendly way by not telling her the reason? Or was it a difficult concept that she was unable to explain? Or perhaps she didn't understand the reason either, as her casual expression seemed to suggest. Her eyes seemed to be relishing the sight of Fumiko's expression. Tough luck, she said, exhaling a plume of smoke with obvious pleasure. She had drafted that line earlier when Fumiko had begun her explanation and had been waiting to deliver it ever since. But why, Fumiko felt the energy drain from her body as she let herself slouch limply into her chair. A vivid recollection came to her. She had read an article on this cafe in a magazine. The magazine, the article had the heading Uncovering Truth Behind Time Travelling Cafe, made famous by urban legend. The gist of the article was as follows. The cafe's name was Finiculi Finicula. It had become famous with long queues each day on account of the time travelling but it wasn't possible to find anyone who had actually gone back in time because of the extremely annoying rules that had to be followed. The first rule was the only people you can meet while in the past are those who have visited the cafe. This would usually defeat the purpose of going back. Another rule was there is nothing you can do while in the past that would change the present. 
The Cathy was asked why that rule existed, but their only comment was that they didn't know. As the author of the article was unable to find anyone who had actually visited the past, whether or not it was actually possible to go back in time remained a mystery. Even supposing it was possible, the sticky point of not being able to change the present certainly made the whole idea seem pointless. The article concluded by stating that it certainly made an interesting urban legend, but it was difficult to see why legend existed. As a postscript, the article also mentioned there were apparently other rules that had to be followed, but it was unclear what they were. And that's the point where I'm going to stop the story here, because the unwritten rules, or the rules that were there, um, that make the whole thing an, an obvious attraction to travel back in time were quite complicated and I will go into them on my next podcast. So this is Luby, Luby's Lullabies podcast. Thank you for listening to a bit more of Before the Coffee Gets Cold.